Hello Christian singles, welcome back to Single Plus. Before we get in today's episode, I wanted to extend the invitation for you all to join us at the Christian Singles Community Hub Plus if you're not aware. We have a five-day web series going on called Five Questions to Ask Yourself Before You Get Into a Relationship. So if you're not following us on Instagram, follow us on Instagram. You can click the link in our bio and you can see where to get this free series today. You can watch all the videos in one day or spread them out throughout the week. So that is available. I partner with Christian Singles Hub to bring you all that. And if you're not um, a patron with us on Patreon, you want to support Single Plus, hey, check out the membership levels, find out what works best for you. So much content coming your way for those of you that choose to partner with us in that regard. But let's get into today's episode. It's going to be good. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another podcast episode. My name is Daria White. I appreciate you all tuning in we are upon another weekend so for those of you that have plans I hope you enjoy now for today's episode as you can tell by the title and if you're following single plus on Instagram that you may have an idea of where I'm going with this episode but the quote that I posted was something that really came to mind a kingdom woman is a problem for hell a kingdom man is a problem for hell together an even bigger problem for hell. Now, you may be listening to like, okay, like I I hear the fire with that, but what do you mean? Well, we all know that we don't necessarily need to be married in order to make impact for the world, for Christ. We know that, right? Paul, he was single and he had his missionary journeys. We know that Jesus was single and he changed the world in three years. He's still changing the world. There's still power in his name. There's power in his blood. But for those of us that do desire to be married, I just want you to know that you are an impact already right now as a kingdom man, as a kingdom woman. If you are pursuing Christ and you're pursuing his heart and you're pursuing growth and you're wanting to mature, you're already a powerhouse in itself. But it is still okay for you to want and desire marriage in the future because together you and your spouse are literally a force to be reckoned with. And I honestly believe that that's why the enemy fights so hard in this area to keep singles confused. Because how many of us can agree that for some reason, dating just feels complicated. And I've heard questions from men about women in terms of how do I know about this? And I've also heard questions from the women. It's like, how do I know if a guy likes me? How do I know if he's this? How do I know if he's that? Or, you know, how long should I wait before I call back? Or should I initiate? And I'm like, where did all this confusion come from? (laughs) And I'm like, seriously, where's all this coming from? But we know that the enemy does not like unity. He does not like it when we are in sync first and foremost with God and he does not like it when we're in sync with one another as a body and especially when it comes to marriage so if he can get you off course now to where there's confusion where you guys don't talk there's no communication you're not being yourselves then he's already started the work to sabotage the relationship and I just believe that God is still putting kingdom partnerships together so yes you're a force to be reckoned with as a single because God has put something on the inside of you you have a calling but as I've titled this a true power couple 
I'm coming along the lines of, yes, we see the term power couple all the time. And this is just how I've taken it. Everybody has their own definition, but how I've always seen power couples that is that it tends to have a worldly connotation to it because it's like, okay, he's got his own empire. He's doing his thing. He's got a lot of money. And then she's got her own thing. She has all this and all this power and type of influence. And I really believe that, yes, it's okay to have money. Money is not a problem. It's the love of money that's a problem. So if you two have, you know, the money and you guys are debt free and you guys have a vacation home or whatever it is, that's completely up to you. But I was really thinking, what is a true power couple? And I don't think it has anything to do with money. I don't think it has anything to do with, you know, your status and your job titles. You know, she could be the CEO of a company. He can own several businesses. I don't think a power couple has anything to do with that. You might have influence and people may be inspired by you. But again, as a believer in Christ, whether you're a man or a woman listening, I honestly think what makes a true power couple is when a man on fire for Jesus comes together with a woman on fire for Jesus and they're making impact in the world and they don't have to have a lot of money to do it. They don't. And what comes to mind right now is Priscilla and Aquila. We don't talk about them a lot, but they were hand in hand with Paul in his ministry. And I would consider them to be a true power couple because even when I believe it was Apollos who was teaching about Jesus, but he kind of got some things wrong. And Priscilla and Aquila corrected him in love. They took him under their wing and they shared. And then he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> he wasn't offended. The Bible didn't say he got in his feels like, wait a minute, like, how dare you tell me? No, he embraced what they were saying. And then he was able to move forward from there. And so that's what I believe a true power couple is. A, again, a man and a woman that love Jesus individually and together they see that they can make impact for the kingdom to bring others closer to Christ. And we've talked about this before, how marriage is supposed to be the picture between Jesus Christ and the church. It was really meant to preach the gospel without necessarily uttering a word. It was meant to draw people in. It was meant to look so attractive that people were like, wow, I, I got to find out more about this. I have to see what's going on, you know, because they see how the husband is loving his wife and how the wife is loving and respecting her husband. And she's supportive of him and he's supportive of her. And they're not in competition with one another. That's another thing that the enemy has creeped in with marriages where the man may feel inferior to the woman, because we do live in a world where women are taking more ownership of businesses and they have six figures and they're CEOs of companies that the enemy wants to come in and make it look like she's trying to outdo the man. And that's not the case. That is not the case at all. But it also can feel like, you know, if a woman is not doing that, the enemy wants to come in like, yeah, but she shouldn't have to depend on a man for this. And see how just stuff just has gotten twisted over the years when the whole point was for us to come together and work together and his strengths may not necessarily be my strengths, but then I can help him where he may fall short and vice versa. And we're not tearing each other down. Like, yeah, I know more than you. Yes, I got this. Yes, I got that. And it just comes from this place of arrogance and pridefulness. And that's not what God intended for it to be. So what was the original design of this? What was the original intent of marriage? God said in the beginning, it is not good for man to be alone. We've talked about this before. There was no other human being on the planet besides Adam. Adam could not relate to the tiger. 
Adam could not relate to the elephants. Adam could not relate to the birds. And God said, you know what? He needs someone after his kind. So he put Adam to sleep and he created, he built the woman. There are two different words there. If you look that up, he formed man, but he built the woman. I really love how the late Dr. Miles Monroe broke that down. God built the woman. So he took his time with the woman. He gave us as women gifts and talents that could really bring out the best in a man. And he gave men certain gifts and talents that could bring out the best in a woman. And he could call things out in her that maybe she doesn't see. Maybe she's still insecure about some stuff, but even in the Bible, it talks about how the husband, you know, washes his wife with the word. So she may still feel like I said, insecure. She may still feel like, I don't know if I can do that. She may feel like she's comparing herself to other women, but her husband can see and say, no, God has put gifts in you, hon. Like God has, you know, he's just giving you talents and he's giving you the ability to do this and do that, whether it's to own a business or if they want to be a, a, a work from home mom, it doesn't matter, but he sees what God has put in her and he calls that out in her. And then she can turn around and speak back into him and encourage him, not tear him down with her mouth. She can call out and say, you know what? Yeah, you may be going through a rough time right now, but God can still use you. Don't worry about what people say. Yeah, I know that you deal with a lot outside, you know, with your job, but you can come home and this could be a safe space for you and I can cover you here. They're supposed to cover each other. <laughs> so that's how it was supposed to be. That's how it was supposed to be, I believe, in the beginning. And I just encourage all of you to... Let's all just get back to the original design. And if you have the desire to be a power couple, whether you're a man listening and you're looking for a kingdom woman, or if you're a woman listening and you're waiting for a kingdom man, I encourage you that yes, it is possible. No matter what we see, no matter what stories we see on the news about divorces, no matter what we hear in terms of breakups, don't let that deter you from wanting to be married because the enemy can use that to plant fear in your heart. We talked about that. Like, well, what's the point? You know, 50% of all marriages fail and it looks even worse with Christians. You know, why should I even try? Maybe it's just better to be alone. Don't let fear talk you out of what God may want to bless you with. Don't let him do that. So I just believe that this is an area that we need to, once again, just surrender to God. And I just, it's just one of those things. (laughs) I mean, I really can't. I really can't pinpoint everything, but I honestly believe, yeah, and I was trying to find this verse, y'all. That's why I was kind of, I wanted to make sure I got it right. It's, it is it is in Acts 18 with Apollos, and it says in verse 26 of Acts chapter 18, he began to speak boldly in the synagogue, but when Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately, and when he wished to cross the Acacia, the brothers encouraged him and wrote to the disciples to welcome him. When he arrived, he greatly helped those who through grace had believed, for he powerfully refuted the Jews in public, showing by the scriptures that the Christ was Jesus. So yeah, Priscilla and Aquila, they heard Apollos and they're like, wait a minute, (laughs) we have to bring this brother back. He's like, you're doing good, but let's make sure that, you know, we're all on the same page when it comes to Jesus. So I wanted to make sure that I found that verse because I definitely wanted to get it right. But I just want you all to know that it is possible, but don't get caught up in being a power couple just to, you know, do hashtag relationship goals on social media, okay? This goes so much deeper than you posting pictures. And yes, it's beautiful. Yes, please celebrate 
when you are in that kingdom relationship, don't feel bad about it. Please, if God has blessed you in that area, when God blesses you with a spouse, when God blesses you with the family that you've always prayed for and dreamed of, yes, be happy to celebrate that. But remember that it's not for the likes. It's not to see if you're trending. You two are coming together to make an impact for the world. You love Jesus, your spouse loves Jesus. And the closer you all get to Jesus, he automatically draws you two closer together. He's the super glue that holds it all together. And in a world where the enemy wants to cause division, as we can see now, it is so important that we stay focused on Jesus, that we stay together in his love, not in our own way, but we're pursuing his way. So I'll definitely be talking about this later on in other episodes, but I really wanted to put emphasis there how the importance of being a true power couple is not about, again, how many followers you have, but the impact. Can people see the gospel in your marriage. And if you're not married, but you're dating or in a relationship, can people see the gospel in your relationship, how you treat one another? Can they see the fruit of that? So I hope and pray that that is something that you are after. And yes, it can be discouraging. Like, wow, like, are they, as a woman, you may be thinking, are there any godly men around? Like, seriously, (laughs) like, where are they? Hello, they're not in my hometown or they're not in my city. Do I need to move? You may be thinking like a man in in a sense, you know, maybe you're a man listening. Like, I just don't see where these women are. I mean, I keep hearing about it, but hey, I'm beginning to wonder. I, I know that it can be discouraging. I know that it can be discouraging. And as you continue to put yourself out there, however it, that may look, however the Lord leads you to do, whether it's in community, some of you may decide to get online, but this is not a one size fits all. Seek the Lord like, God, how do you want me to go about this? <laughs> and again, it doesn't mean that you're over spiritualizing it, but God may give you a certain way to go about it. He may have you, you know, join a community. I've always offered and will continue to offer the Christian Singles Community Hub. There are singles there, people. I mean, God may lead you in that direction. God may lead you to get more involved in the singles ministry at your church if there is one. Or he may call you to start one so that you can be the one that brings singles together. Maybe he has you there to fill in that gap instead of saying, you know, that they don't serve us here or, you know, there's nothing for us. Maybe God has put that burden on your heart so that you say, you know what? I don't want no other single to feel like this. So I'm going to talk to my pastor. I'm going to pray about it and say, pastor, do you mind if we, you know, create something for the singles that are here? You know, not just the younger ones in their 20s, but those of us that are in our 30s and 40s. And plus, it's like maybe God has put you there to fill the gap. God has created us to be problem solvers. So whenever we see a problem, God's created us to be problem solvers in the earth. So we got work to do. But remember, even as a single, you still have impact. And you'll be even more so should God bring two together because two can put demons to flight. Okay. (laughs) Two can put demons to flight. And yes, you can do amazing things without ever getting married. I'm definitely not saying that one is better than the other, but however God gifts you, whether it's with the gift of singleness and you're like, you know what? I don't have the desire. And it's okay if you don't have the desire, God can still use you and make impact where you are. But if the desire is for marriage, just know that you two will be a force to be reckoned with and the enemy is going to be after you. But even with that, you two are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. And as long as you stay close to him, like I said, he will be the super glue. So father, thank you for those that are listening. Father, I thank you that there are true power couples out here. They're not out here for clout. They're not out here, father, to show off what they have in terms of the luxuries that they may experience or how many houses, how much money they have. And father, there's nothing wrong with those things. 
as long as those things don't have us, as long as those things don't have our hearts. So Father, I pray that for the men and women desiring to be in kingdom relationships, Father, that they would first and foremost realize that you've already put gifts and talents in them that, that they can use right now before they have a ring on their finger. But Father, when they do, if that should be your will and someone does come into their life, Father, I pray Lord, that they would just cling tight to each other, that when you've joined together, let no man put asunder. And Father, I pray that we would take back this area of relationships, Father, that the enemy has confused, that he's distorted, that he has warped, Father. He has caused so much division in the area of relationships and marriage, and he's brought confusion into dating, Father, where men and women don't even know how to talk to each other anymore. Not all, but Father, some of us just don't know. Should I initiate? Should I do this? Should I do that? How do I go about this? It's too much here. It's how about here? And God, it's just gotten so confusing when it was meant to be so simple. So I pray we just get back to the basics. We would stick to the foundation, which is your word, and that, no, we don't have to over-spiritualize everything, but that we would just use, Father, the wisdom that you've already given us. You've given us wisdom. And, Father, if we haven't asked for it, I pray that you give us wisdom. Give us discernment, Father. That is a, that is a spiritual gift, Lord, that we can ask you for. And I pray that it will be activated in Jesus' name. We'll be able to see, Father, who's the real deal versus someone who's a wolf in sheep's clothing. And we have and we pray that you have mercy on those father that are out here like wolves in sheep's clothing and they're taking advantage of people. They're being manipulators. They're ghosting. They're just not communicating father or they're just doing things outside of your will. They're crossing boundaries and then they're making us feel bad because we want to uphold boundaries and do things in a God honoring way. But father, I pray that there will be a rise of true power couples. Once again, couples that love you, couples that want to see your name in the earth couples father that will be like priscilla and aquila god and they will embrace people in love and speak the truth and give correction in grace and once again father just just being a light whether it's in their neighborhood whether it's in their children's schools again father it doesn't have to be this big elaborate thing where everybody knows their name but father even in the simple things like carpooling even in the simple things father of taking their kids back and forth to piano practice or you know basketball practice or football practice, you know, being a light father, if they're working from home, being a light, if they're working in outside jobs, being a light father, just on a regular Friday night on movie night, and they're teaching their kids the word and they're explaining the word and praying over their children at night before they go to sleep. Father, Lord, you can make so much impact, even if we just give you the little that we have. But it's not little to you because if we are giving it with our whole hearts, Father, that's enough for you. You care about the intention of our hearts. You care about Father, the genuineness of our hearts. So I pray, Lord, that we just continue to be genuine with you and that we, we, we will be genuine with others as you bring them into our lives. So I thank you, God, that kingdom relationships are on the rise. I thank you, Father, that kingdom marriages are on the rise and that we are shutting down the enemy and we bind every stronghold that has come up against marriages, that has come up against godly relationships and connections. Father, we bind every demonic spirit that has infiltrated the church to make singles feel unworthy, to make them envious of married couples, Father. Sometimes that happens too, but Father, I pray that we would just once again, keep our eyes focused on you, not to worry about what we don't have, but to be grateful for what you have blessed us with. And yes, we can still be hopeful for the things to come. But until then, I pray, Father, we would trust you, even though it may feel like a wilderness season. I pray that we will learn what needs to be learned, that we will develop, grow and mature so that when we do arrive at the promised land, we will know that, OK, the wilderness was worth it because now I can handle the promised land. 
So I thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you all so, so much for listening. Again, if you're not a patron with us on Patreon, feel free to do so. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can also participate in the five-day web series that I did as on behalf of the Christian Singles Hub, which is also available to you all for those that are looking for a godly community and you're one of those like, where are all the Christian singles at? Well, we have a space for you <laughs> But again, pray about it. We want you to be there only if God has led you there. So you all have a great rest of your day and weekend. And I will talk to you all on next time. Stay safe. God bless. Bye.